due to scenes of graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Space. Time. Reality. Everyone has their concepts of these, but um, are they actually true? What if I told you that all those terms, all those concepts, are about as fluid as water? This anthology series contains stories that flow between them like a wandering river between the mind, the body, and the soul. Boldly influenced by the powers that were, the powers that are, and the powers that will be. This is Dark Charm Presents. Episode 205, Yin and Yang. Summer sun began to set as a 1975 Cutlass Supreme drove into Louisiana proper from the Mississippi border. Mr. Henry Reeves, depressed by the cypress trees of the bayou, sighed as the man riding with him looked at him in curiosity. I take it that you don't favor this meeting, Sion Reeves. The man took off his spectacles and wiped them with a handkerchief. No, no, I'm not. I hate New Orleans, especially in the summertime. It's too hot, it's too muggy. And now we have to deal with this, uh, this juice fellow. I'm sorry about my voice. I apologize. It's a side effect from some of the spells I was working with earlier. Oh, so. That's the name I was given. Robert Juice Meadows. Well, do you have any information about it, Mr. McTavish? <laughs> Aside from his considerable power and influence in the lower levels of the order, his city influence has become extremely high. Other than that, uh, no personal information is available. The newly placed scion of spells rode along a long, unlit road, surrounded by the skeletons of old warehouses and stockyards as they finally entered New Orleans proper. Neither were aware of where they were, just that they could smell the gulf air from their seats. The sky was filled with heavy clouds, blocking out the brilliant moon and framing the world in almost That's how Mr. Reeves felt, like the world was void of light somehow. He liked the rain, but not a drop had fallen just yet as the humidity nagged him. Their mission was quite clear, as they were on their way to retrieve assets to the Order of Vitalis. From what information they had, a ruffian named Juice or something ridiculous like that had them in his possession. The instructions were simple. Come get them and talk. Nothing more and nothing less. Thuggery had never set well with Mr. Reeves, but he had no choice. These were orders sent from the Grand Dragon himself, and it would be suicide not to comply. The car finally drove off the barely paved road and onto a dirt drive, up to what appeared to be an abandoned warehouse. The foliage overgrew most of the metal building as a single light illuminated where they were supposed to park. Someone was supposed to meet up with them when they arrived. 
They got out of the car as a thundercloud cracked behind them. Mr. Reeves wiped his brow with his arm as Mr. McTavish smacked the back of his neck with his hand. Mosquito, huh? Big as dragonflies. A large black gentleman, dressed and armed like he worked for the CIA, waited at the door for them. Juice is waiting for you. He reminded Mr. Reeves of the actor Ving Rhames, but was nowhere near as menacing as this man was before him. The large man led Reeves and McTavish into what should have been an abandoned warehouse. After being shown it was clear the building had been used for something else, and fairly recently, it threw up red flags in Mr. Reeves' mind. In the middle of the expansive warehouse was a larger man wearing a charcoal gray suit, standing by a bar of some kind, with a plethora of alcoholic delights, and next to him was a much smaller man wearing what appeared to be a Playboy bunny outfit, fishnets and all. Kneeling on the dirty concrete floor were three men with their hands tied behind their backs. They looked as if they'd been beaten and battered prior to their visit. Hey, 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 come on in. Hey, you're a little early, but it doesn't matter. Business waits for no man, am I right? <laughs> the man in the gray suit turned around and smiled large and warmly, though the setting was anything but. Uh, yeah, yeah, hi, hi, yeah. I'm Juice. You must be uh, Mr. Reeves and Mr. Uh, McTavish. Right? Yes, uh, you you can call me. Yeah, I don't care. Drinks? Hey, it's always customary to have drinks when discussing business. Right? Right. Reeves and McTavish looked at each other tentatively and nodded. Hey, hey, good. Darling, leave my love. Would you take these uh, fine gentlemen's orders, please? Disgust rose to the faces of both men as Juice walked away and the smaller man in the ridiculous Playboy bunny outfit approached. A million-watt smile, slim, svelte, and with big bright eyes. Sirs, what are we drinking tonight? Vodka and tonic for me. Uh, no, no thank you, none, none for me. I don't, I don't really drink. The scion of spells smiled as best he could at the scantily dressed man before him. Suit yourself! Leif answered with a playful tone that made Mr. Reeves extremely uncomfortable. Excuse me, Mr. Juice. <laughs> Just Juice. Oh, it, ju juice. As per orders, these men were supposed to be unharmed, treated well and taken care of in our absence. They seem to be far less than great. He gestured to the many bruises, cuts, and black eyes the three men were covered in, and indicated the gags and hand restraints. Certainly. You don't really think this was all necessary, do you? Juice smiled coldly at Reeves, as he downed a rum and coke, and began walking back behind the bar, just next to the kneeling man, taking off his jacket as he did. Necessary? <laughs> no. Prudent? Maybe. My fucking choice? Absolutely. The large man rolled his sleeves up like he was getting ready to work in a kitchen and placed his coat behind the bar and kissed Leif. Uh, whiskey next, my love. You know how I like it. Yes, Juice. Juice, this is going to displease the Grand Dragon very much. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Dragon. <laughs> Grand Dragon. <laughs> oh. 
priceless. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't see why this is funny at all. Well, here's how I see it. Uh, you see, you two goofy fucks are here for an exchange. We are the ones who found this asshole. I have something you want, but you don't have shit I want or need. I got my power through my own merits, motherfucker. These three men mean something to you and the Ordo Vitalis, and I get that. They don't mean anything to me other than a bargaining chip, and that's at best. <laughs> Your abilities and the ones of your lover were given to you by the order. Um, now that's where you're wrong, Toots. Kane himself gave me my abilities. As for Juice, he, he has no power at all. Juice pulled off the gags of the two men and turned around to finally show Reeves who they were. He kicked forward two traitors of the order and put his hands on the shoulder of the <laughs> now, third man. Now, Reeves' eyes widened. You can have these two silly fucks. But this one right here? <laughs> yeah, this one's mine. The congressman had been missing for a while, and no one, not even the scion of spells and all Is of his tricks, could find him. It seems that mystery was instantly solved for the two representatives Jack of the order. Lozian? Where have you been? I'm sorry, Juice, but that's not gonna be feasible. He needs to come with us, too. That's part of the deal. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's that's really that's that's funny. Downright fucking hilarious. The deal, <laughs> the deal is whatever the fuck I say it is, and this little piggy is going to squeal for me and me only. Juice with one hand picked up each of the men to their feet, almost now as if they weighed nothing. Run along. He threw the two men he was giving up at the feet of Reeves and McTavish, leaving the congressman behind. Reeves and McTavish signaled the driver to take the men and wait outside. To give a time frame in lieu of the actions of this chaotic madman would have been false. I, I must insist we take Delegate Melosian as well. I'm sorry, but... Yeah, you are fucking sorry. And you're going to be far, far fucking worse if you press your luck again. There was a growl to his voice, something more than a threat. It was like a caged animal licking its teeth while staring at potential prey. Reeves was at a loss for words, and looked at McTavish for backup, but even his eyes were locked on the large man before them with abject fear. <laughs> now, Delegate, is there... Anything you want to say to your little friends before they leave? Hmm? Would you two who fucking around and get me out of here away from these these targets? Reeves choked on Belosian's words, and McTavish lifted his palm to his face. Sadly, though their intentions were pure, they had just witnessed this man signing his own death certificate. No matter Reeves' magical power or McTavish's military cunning, both men of the Ordo Vitalis could not say or move face to mouth to stop what happened next. 
Juice laughed almost triumphantly and launched the body shot into the gut of the delegate, doubling him over like a pile of cordwood. Pain was etched into the delegate's face as Juice lifted the man like a rag doll. With little effort, he slammed his body down on the concrete, bouncing him like a dummy. Bones cracked and the man cried out. A visceral smile came over Juice's face as he knew no one could truly stop him at this point. Belosi managed a breathless, Help me! As blood trickled from his mouth, Juice mounted him like an MMA fighter on the attack of a phone opponent. His fists were the size of small watermelons as they rained down upon Belosian's face and head, and with each blow, the blood splashed more and more. Belosian's cries of pain disappeared as grunts of gleeful effort came from Juice. The wet sounds of bone breaking soon led to nothing but squelching as his hands pounded soft brain tissue into the floor. There was nothing left of the congressman's head structure as blood pooled around the body and painted Juice in horrific splash. As the delegate's body grew cold, the large man stood up from the chaos and laughed. I, I didn't even know he felt like that. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe I wouldn't have voted for him if I'd known. <laughs> he kept laughing as he grabbed the glass of whiskey from the tray Leif held and approached Reeves with it out. <sighs> now. <laughs> Our deal is done. And... It's rude to refuse a drink from your host. So, take the fucking drink. It was not a request. Reeves couldn't help but be disgusted by the pieces of bone, hair, brain matter, and even a tooth covering the bloody hand holding the tumbler glass now smeared with gore. Reeves, unsure of what power inhabited juice, swallowed his pride and took it, drinking the bitter liquid quickly to avoid tasting it too much. Thank you. Juice smiled, his pearly white teeth offset by the crimson on his face. Hey, you're welcome. Now fuck off. The large man turned his back and stepped away. Leif smiled and waved enthusiastically as they walked out the door. Reeves and McTavish remained silent until they got back to the Cutlass Supreme. Once they entered the car, McTavish turned to Reeves. This is going to be a problem. I agree. I need to see Grand Dragon Pastel once. Meanwhile, back inside the abandoned warehouse, Juice sat at the makeshift bar and laughed uncontrollably. Leif, <laughs> now taking off his rabbit ears, sat oh, beside him. Oh, baby, baby, baby. God, that was the best. You never feel more alive than when you beat a man to death. <laughs> Leif's jovial tone shifted once more to something more serious. I, uh, I hope you know what you're doing, baby. Um... McTavish is a bit of a prick, but he has no real power in the Order, but, uh... Henry Reeves is the scion of spells in the region. He also has a oh, good... Baby. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, you're so cute when you worry. But I honestly don't think it's necessary right now. It's hmm? necessary. 
We work within the confines of the Order Vitalis. They've not once questioned us about our military activity or our businesses in general until now. I mean, thank God the Mafia is no longer a problem, but we have no chance if the might of the Order comes after us. Oh no, it's okay. It's okay, baby. It's okay. It's okay. Look, don't thank God, thank me. And trust me, I have it on strict faith. That the <laughs> the grand dragon, <laughs> grand dragon. Uh, I can't. I can't. Where do these get? Where do they get it from? So the the grand dragon, he likes displays of uh, brutality when it's needed. Juice pulled Leif to him and gave him a slight squeeze. Leif's nose wrinkled. Mm. Baby, um, you need a shower. <laughs> Several days later, Henry Reeves arrived in Chicago. Federico Pastale, the Grand Dragon of the Ordo Vitalis, sat in his ornate office doing some paperwork when Henry walked in. Following him was an elderly male assistant who was in a panic. Mr. Pastale, I tried stopping it in the hallway, but he insisted it coming straight in. It's perfectly fine, Miss time, Bernard. I was expecting him. Very well, sir. Bernard left swiftly as Henry Reeves stood before him. There was dead silence in the room until Pastale stood from his seat. I read your report. Then you're going to do something about it. No, I'm Look, not. Look, Bolosian is dead, and a majority of the members of the Order are perturbed by Mr. Meadows' actions as of late. They aren't made to like it. They're made to follow orders. We've never done it this way, sir. This, this seems, this seems cruel, brutal. It... It's visceral. I know we have our, our motives, but I'd like to think we do things with class. There are a lot of things we are going to be trying differently than previous administration. Philip Minot was an eccentric man, as you know. All I value is results. If this means that Juice Meadows can get things done, then I'm all for it. As long as we maintain our lives in the shadows, we will thrive. And... Braden Devereaux? Or the Night Child? I know Devereaux is real, but there are just mere stories. Only stories about this Night Child. Pastelli sat in his chair and grabbed a wooden box on his desk. The box was full of cigars. I can assure you, Sion Reeves, the Night Child is real. He grabbed a cigar out of the box and cut off the end with a cigar cutter. And he lit the other end, puffing until he was satisfied. Cigar? No, thank you, sir. My throat still isn't up to it. Very well. What I would like you to do now is to work with uh, Juice as much as possible. Furnish him with all he needs to take care of the special crimes unit and that shadowy monstrosity. They are our only obstacle in keeping New Orleans in the Order's hands. But, sir, what about my mission in Baltimore? What about the dragon of New Orleans' place? Uh, and, and, he, and his whole thing in these, in these proceedings? The dragon of New Orleans is dead. Until a new one can be found, I will be using our power personally in that region. 
As for Baltimore, that, that is going to be given to another to take care of. I want you in New Orleans. I will arrange for a more competent military scion to help you. If that would make you feel safer, who knows? Maybe your actions here will get you promoted to Dragon. Look like an offer, huh? The look on Reeves' face was a window into his thoughts. Never before did Henry feel this way, but he was a loyal member of the Ordo Vitalis and would never question his Grand Dragon's orders. I understand. Yes, Your Eminence. You have listened to Yin and Yang from Dark Charm Presents. In the cast you heard, as the gatekeeper, Dan Mac McCloskey. Sion Henry Reeves, played by Miguel Pedroza. Leon McTavish, played by Danny Atwell. Robert Juice Meadows, played by Miguel Pedroza. Leif, played by Danny Atwell. Delegate Jack Belosian and Old Bernard, played by Ferd Berfel and Grand Dragon Federico Pastale, played by Dan Mac McCloskey. Copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Stay tuned for the next episode.